that football player that we told you was going to be a really good football player is turning into a really good football player. And we'll tell you what we mean. Also, Jam Griffin's practicing. Hey. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Ole Miss every day. It's a lifestyle. And thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your Ole Miss morning show. That actually means a ton for me as well. Now, Jim Griffin has been cleared. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Now, everybody's been worried about waivers and all this stuff, but I think Jam Griffin was a graduate transfer, which means the rules and all the stories that's been going on for the last couple of days doesn't really apply to him. But I understand people getting nervous anytime the NCAA gets involved with anything to do with Ole Miss. But Jam Griffin is in class or on the roster. He's practicing He's got a few days to go to get acclimated because it's not a situation where you can go straight to pads because today was Ole Miss's first day in full pads, I believe. But after that is done, which should be done by the end of this weekend, he will be a full swing in the rotation. He's getting all the classroom work. He's getting all the walkthrough work. All of this stuff is happening at one time. Once they get on the field, they can confirm it. Now, this running back room is unbelievably deep unbelievably deep but here's the um tweet from david eckert where he talked about how jam griffin was practicing in the morning um assuming shirts and shoulder pads doing individual basically he has been here for a couple of days officially on the roster now i got a dm um from somebody closely associated with graham jam griffin that actually sent me a picture of the manning center to let me know that he was here so that was pretty cool indeed. But, yeah, so we've known he's been around, but now they're going through the actual acclimation days. He's actually on the team. He's on the roster. If you see a player on the roster, there's not an eligibility concern anymore. The roster is kind of the last thing. If you want confirmation that something is good to go, just look at the roster. He's wearing number six, which if you think about Ole Miss running backs that have worn number six in the last 20 years, it's a pretty good track record. Not as good as 22, but a pretty good track record just the same. Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and Jalen Walton wore that number very well over the last 20 years. Now, if you look at Michael Katz, I believe I was a reporter for the Daily Journal. Ole Miss transfer Jam Griffin is with Ole Miss and practicing. He ran for 448, 488 last year and four touchdowns last season for the Beavers. So a little bit of a stat of what is up indeed. So, Good news with Jam Griffin getting eligible. This means that this running back room gets a little bit deeper. This means that the situation that Ole Miss went through last year is less likely to happen. All good things. There's no such thing as bad news with Jam Griffin coming in. Now, if you were bringing Jam Griffin in to be the guy, that would say more than what he's coming here to be. Because it's important to remember, and and I, I will die on this hill. I will absolutely die on this hill. If Zach Evans would have been healthy, Ole Miss would have beat Alabama and LSU. 
I don't want to get into Arkansas and Mississippi State because there's other things happening. But those two games, Ole Miss would have won those games. In fact, Ole Miss was beating Alabama pretty good before Zach Evans got injured. The game kind of changed whenever he got injured because of the limitations that they had on offense and everything going on. And by the end of the game, Quinshawn Judkins, who was just starting to wear down this defense to where he could do whatever, he was absolutely gassed. And Ole Miss had nowhere to go to get a semblance of equal production after Quinshawn because Ulysses Bentley was out. He was injured. Zach Evans was injured. It was Quinshawn or nobody at the end of last season. And when you take that into account with the fact that the linebackers did not have to worry about jet sweeps, they did not have to worry about tight ends, slot receivers, they could just worry about Quinshawn and tee off on number four, that explains why Mississippi State had 15 tackles for loss in that Egg Bowl. Texas Tech gave Ole Miss fits in the running game in the Texas Bowl. It's because they didn't have to worry about the other stuff that this offense normally provides. The misdirection and everything is such a key staple. The jet sweep, when Ole Miss can't run a jet sweep, it completely moves lateral movement and getting linebackers out of the hole. When you have a running back that is so good at breaking tackles, getting them a little bit more out of position through a jet sweep motion is a big, big deal. So I think Jam Griffin is going to provide a little bit of insurance. I'm sure Ulysses, Ulysses Bentley is going to be healthy this year. I'm sure Kedra Criscano is going to be really good this year, but this is just a little bit of an insurance policy. Now, other news from practice yesterday, Suntarian Perkins running with the ones. Now, Kari Coleman was not dressed for whatever reason. We do not know what that is, um, but that allowed Perkins to move up, and that kind of lets you know where he sits on the depth chart at the moment. Going into the first day of full fall pads, full pads and Perkins you know no word is how he did but if he was there he's picking up this defense at lightning quick speed I've talked about for months that there's a chance that we could have a Patrick Willis 2003 type situation on our hands with Rob Robertson and every Ole Miss fans for years and until they're in the ground will argue that was a mistake now I do agree that it was probably hindsight we look at what Patrick Willis became in 2006 and just posted that to, to a true freshman. Good player. He could do a lot of things, but I don't think we need to go overboard. Now, does this mean that Perkins is going to be the guy that lines up next to Monty Montgomery against Mercer? I mean, the best we can say and the best anybody can say at this point is maybe because this is literally the first full day in pads. The first full pads day today. So a lot of water has to go under that bridge. But I'm excited about what Perkins can be. I told you when I was down at the Under Armour All-American game, he was the best player on the field when they played real football. Today they're starting to play real football. We'll see exactly how he does. Pete Golding actually characterized him as the best linebacker in the country last season. So the ceiling for Centennial Perkins is through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. So we'll see exactly what happens with him there. Now we have the quarterback position and everything. The social media account of the day. We've talked about this for like three straight days. And finally, the social media account kind of picked up on it. And they did a picture today of Spencer Sanders. 
we've been talking about. You can't have a quarterback competition when everything is one-sided. At least they're putting this up there and they're handling here. I mean, after Jackson Dart on social media, the next quarterback that was getting his picture taken the most and being placed on there in a prominent role was Austin Simmons, the quarterback out of Pahokee, Florida. And it's it's going to be really interesting to see. Spencer Sanders, from all accounts, is having a really good camp, okay? I'm not willing to call this necessarily a competition at this point because until we get confirmation that Jackson Dart is actually taking snaps with the twos, even part-time, it's not a competition, in my opinion. I mean, good players having a good camp. Walker Howard's having a good camp. Austin Simmons is having a good camp. All four quarterbacks are playing just out of their minds at this moment. So really, really interesting stuff there. And I, I just don't want to go overboard with it. And Lord knows that I go overboard about half the time. But when it comes to what we can do and where we are in this situation, I kind of want to just what I see talk about. You know, what I see I want to comment on. I, I, I don't want to project anymore. We can project all of these quarterbacks are going to be really good, but what happens if they're all really good, like what's happening? And what appears to be happening is Jackson Dart is the most toolsy of the older quarterbacks. Just is what it is. Just want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making every player, making sure they're the perfect fit. It's the same when you get your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network, um, your team every single day. I forgot to do a two tease before the break. We're going to talk a little bit about Trevor Jackson, who on three has a couple of RPMs have come in for him, come in for him to commit later on this month to Ole Miss. He has not done it yet. We are going to talk about what he does in high school. We're going to talk about his profile and things like that as well. Now, Trevor Jackson is a really good player. After DeMond Williams decommitted, um, about a month ago, whenever Austin Simmons did commit, um, there was an opening for that 2024 class. And when Juice Fest happened and the Manning Center opened, Ole Miss had Trevor Jackson up for an unofficial visit. You can see exactly where he sits. On on three, he's a four-star. 247, he's a three-star. ESPN, he's not just a four-star, but he's the number 200 player in the country. That's important, and I'll tell you why in just a second. And Rivals.com has him at a 5.7 um, three-star at the moment. Now, if you look at ESPN, 
having him ranked that highly. ESPN and Under Armour are attached at the hip. They just are. That is ESPN's journey into high school football, essentially, is through that Under Armour game and the Under Armour camp circuits that's going on. ESPN having him ranked that high means that you would think that he's at least an alternate for that game. And him being in Winter Park, Florida, knowing that you don't have to pay thousands of dollars for travel, there's a good chance, I think, that Trevor Jackson could end up on the field in Orlando. I don't know that he will. I'm just saying that it's possible. Like I said, he's from Jones High School in Winter Garden, Florida. He's a six foot three quarterback, 190 pounds. Really good player, really good profile, really well put together. Now, Last season, he completed about 60% of his passes for about 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, had, did have seven picks, 52 carries for 300 yards, and six rushing TDs. I think he had a little bit of a growth spurt. And at the Elite 11, he had one of the strongest arms in Orlando and was kind of an on, on an alternate to go out to California. So this is a player that developed late and is really coming on. Like he's 6'3", 390 pounds, his wingspan's 80 inches, GPA is a 3.0 student. His his 22 season was something, but his 23 season has a chance to be really special. So let's look at the highlights here for a second and talk about what that could mean. You, you will see somebody with a really strong arm that is really confident in what he can do with it. He is really good at being making accurate throws and ball placement. He's kind of above his years in high school football. And because of that, that allows him to make um, make decisions a little bit later because his arm strength has the ability to make up. He's really good at throwing hole shots. And what I mean by that is whenever a team plays cover two, you have an underneath safety and an over, I mean, an underneath cornerback and an over the top safety. So the hole is right on the sideline at about 15 to 17 yards. He is really good at anticipating what's going on. He's not afraid to throw the ball to an open receiver if somebody is in front of it. He's really good at touching the ball in and getting air. And he's an athletic guy. I'm going to tell you something right now. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Spencer Sanders when you watch him play. And I mean that in the best possible way. Spencer Sanders was the Big 12 freshman of the year in his freshman freshman season. His athleticism is off the charts. Now, I'm going to go watch this kid play September 8th at um, Osceola High School in Kissimmee. And Jones is going over to that. There's a couple of D1 prospects that are going to be on the field that night. So I, I will be more than enthralled. So if he com- commits, because the rumor is he was going to commit before September, before football season, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it looks like it is if you just judge by like crystal balls, like David Johnson from 247 has done a crystal ball on it, and Zach Barry is an RPM. I think that's the on three version of it. And Sam Spiegelman and Chad Simmons, which are national anth- analysts. You pay attention to them more so than the local guys. It'd be like if Steve Wiltfong um, directed somebody to that school. So I, I, th- I think Ole Miss might be closing in on getting their quarterback. Really, really good football player. I, I'm, I'm unbelievably impressed by what Trevor Jackson can do. I'm looking forward to watching him in person. The other game that locked on on the road, loom on the road, 
is going to go to is um, Clearwater Central Catholic versus Sebring. I think that's September 22nd. And it was Ole Miss recruits in Florida. And games going on, there might be more added to that. But that is kind of the two-game slate for Friday night that we're going to. We'll do social media type stuff. Um, we might do videos reacting to it whenever we get back. But mainly we're going to do social media stuff and just kind of put stuff in our back of our brain for whenever we're talking about these prospects. Between Trevor Jackson and Andy Jaffe, uh, I think Ole Miss is doing very well in Central Florida. And it's it's genuinely worth paying attention to, honestly. So when we come back on this Friday episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, we will take your viewer mail. We have a couple of interesting questions, kind of outside the box questions about Ole Miss football that we're going to get to. So stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Ole Miss, it's a lifestyle. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast Ole Miss's morning show. It means a ton that you guys think of the show that way, and our numbers are absolutely blowing up. We've been in the top 200 on the iTunes charts all week. And we're getting nearly 2,000 views per episode currently. Um, and we're just we're just going to build those up as we go. So thank you very much for that. Now, our viewer mail segment, which has turned into be quite a hit. That's the reason we keep doing it. We only planned on doing it the week leading up to camp where people can ask questions about camp and things like that. But it's turned into a real thing to where I put it on all call for topics today and questions today and immediately got like six or seven. Um, so it's really cool indeed. And thank you very much for taking part in that. Now, this question is from Tanner WC from Discord. Most of our questions are from Discord. Uh, we have enough people on there that it's an active community. Um, we'll tell you about that at the end of this segment if you're interested in joining the Discord. Tanner WC asks, how do you think the team would react if somebody other than Dart were to take over as quarterback? Okay. I know what you're asking here. I don't know if that is the direction um, I'm going to go with it. Because you have to understand this. With their own eyes, for Jackson Dart not to be the quarterback, they will have to witness Spencer Sanders or whoever wins the job being the better quarterback in practice with their own eyes, have to do it. So whoever plays quarterback, I don't think there's going to be a problem. The only problem would be is if they just willy-nilly sat down Jackson Dart when he didn't deserve to be. That would be problematic. That would be something you want to look at. But if Jackson Dart got injured because, and I started thinking about your question, I think the team would take it pretty hard because of what Jackson Dart went through with them last season. The Alabama game, do you remember that? The Texas Tech game, him landing on his head in the end zone, trying to bring Ole Miss back. If you have a situation like that and he gets hurt, I do think it would have an effect on this team because everybody has said, and I get DMs all the time about Jackson Dart winning the locker room last season. And that play against Alabama, that play against Texas Tech, 
went a long way, even though that was in losing causes, to instill that he is in the fight with the other guys. He's not just the pretty boy quarterback that's sitting back in the back trying to um, say things without actually having to do them. This is somebody that's gone through the battles with the players. The players see that. And because of that, Jackson has the locker room. So if Spencer Sanders or whoever else wins this quarterback and job, the first thing that's going to happen for Lane Kiffin, because this is part of the calculus and whatever you name a starting quarterback to begin with, it has to be obvious to the other teammates who the better quarterback is. So in fall camp to make that change, you would have to have an obvious Spencer Sanders win. Now, it's like I said last year with the Luke Altmaier, Jackson Dart thing, and, and for better or for worse, because what was going on. For Luke Altmaier to been, become the starting quarterback at Ole Miss, he would have had to be heads and shoulders better than Jackson Dart. Ty goes to Jackson Dart in that situation every time because of the outside stuff that has come in. That is kind of this situation as well, almost in reverse because of that bond that he's built with his teammates. A tie would have to come to Jackson Dart. Spencer Sanders cannot win this job being even or even close. Spencer Sanders would have to be the, the obvious number one choice for quarterback for him to be the number one quarterback because of the other stuff that is coming into play. Also, I think that Walker Howard and Austin Simmons right now are actively competing for the 2024 job. That is that race that nobody is going to talk about this year. But every single practice is about getting to as much of a lead as you can going into spring next season in case Jackson Dart has that year where he throws for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, and seven interceptions or something like that. And he decides that he wants to go pro, and that quarterback competition becomes an open quarterback competition. We talked about Trevor Jackson in the last segment. The reason Trevor Jackson would be interested in the play is because of the transfer portal, because of Jackson Dart maybe going pro, this quarterback room that is so stacked right now with four players might have one or two players in the room next year. That's the way the portal works. Walker Howard has used his transfer, and they've made it difficult to transfer as well. So odds are he is going to be there. But what about the other guy? What about Austin Simmons? And Trevor Jackson will come in and, and reap the benefit of probably being, at worst, the number three quarterback next season. And with the transfer portal, it's that's a situation that's going to work out itself. That's That's just the way it works. I think I went over every possible scenario with the quarterback room, so I hope that answered your question, Tanner. All right. Corn on the Cobb asks, will Judkins be remembered as the best running back in Ole Miss history? Yes. Thank you. No, I started looking at this one, and I wanted to get in the weeds a little bit because there's there's a couple of different layers. The best single season in Ole Miss running back history, he's already done that. He will be remembered that forever. Um, second all-time SEC freshman rushing total behind Herschel Walker, that is Quinshawn Judkins. You cannot take that away from him. And because of that, He's already got a leg up. So if he has the same exact season he had last year, and last year was not as good as he could be, that that's the really scary point. 
you have a situation where Quinshawn Judkins could be the school all-time rushing leader after his sophomore year. Now, will I ha- think it happened? No, I don't. I think that Quinshawn will break the record before he leaves, but I don't think he'll get it this year because I don't know if Quinshawn will have another year where he runs for 1,500 yards. I think there's a chance that Quinshawn could have 1,600 all-purpose yards this season and be a more effective running back, especially with a running back room that is more stacked. We talked about the end of last season to where it was basically Quinshawn or bust for this offensive team. That's not the case. He's going to have Jam Griffin to take physical carries off of the plate. He's going to have Ulysses Bentley to take speed, change of pace, plays off of his plate. And he's going to have Kedra Criscano, who is just a top-shelf running back as well. A lot of people have asked, will Kedra Criscano get redshirted with this unit? I, I, I don't know if carries are going to be there for him this year because of Jam Griffin. But I don't know if you can just say, hey, Kedrick, you're going to redshirt because in this age of NIL and the transfer portal, I don't know if you can do that. Um, so I think if he ne- if he can play, he needs to play. And if he can't play, it needs to be really obvious to him why he's not playing if you think he's going to be good in the future. It's not a situation to where you can play coy. You have to be up front with these guys right now or else it's going to leave problems down the road. It, it, it just genuinely is. I do want to thank everybody for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tonight, every day is Brad Logan. Sunday, David Eckert. Um, Brian Smith tomorrow. Almost every day, it's a lifestyle. And thank you so much for making us your choice for morning show. We've done a pretty good job, I think, of. We're going to always tinker on it. We're always going to tweak. And we're going to try and find a way to make this better and better and better, especially with me having to produce everything while I'm live on the air with you. That's a, that's a talent all to itself and something that I've developed over the last two years. But thank you very much for tuning in. I hope everybody has a great weekend. If anything is worth reacting to, we'll react to it. If anything's worth overreacting to, we'll overreact to it. But for the most part, we'll see you Monday on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Hotty toddy. 